welcome back to another episode of the Road to Rome podcast. And the first for the first time, we're going off as a threesome today from hole one. We've got the whole Ooh, nice. group in here. <laughs> uh, myself, Jackson Fuller, uh, Connor Keenan. How are you doing today, Connor? I'm great, Jackson. How are you, my friend? Doing well. And James Price blessing us with his appearance once again. There's no Six Nations rugby, so we're happy to have him. James, how are you? <laughs> Was that the only reason you let me come on? <laughs> That's the only reason you wanted to come on, my friend. Uh, quick question, James. Will England win another Six Nations rugby match? Whatever. <laughs> no, this, this, in this, this year's tournament. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. they've got France... We've got uh, Wales, Wales and we've got Wales, France, and Ireland. Together. Okay, so they'll be we'll, Wales we'll yeah. next week, but after that, it's going to be a bit of a toughie. Cool. <laughs> well, they might not win one because Wales might go on strike next week. Ooh. I don't think that counts as a no, win. That's true, actually. And yeah. then you're not going to beat the French, and you're certainly not going to beat us. So us, <laughs> us. Connor Keenan, yeah. the Take biggest Ireland rugby Hell yeah. fan. Take that all right, enough rugby talk. Well, I think it's it's tradition, though, for us to start anywhere other than golf. We have been doing the NFL for the most part, but uh, there we go with our uh, Six Nations talk for the time being. But let's jump to a really brilliant weekend of golf at the Genesis, Genesis Invitational at Riviera Country Club in Los Angeles. Uh, John Rahm wins the tournament, uh, shooting 17 under par. He beats Max Homa by two shots. Uh, kind of a f- really fun Sunday to watch those two battling it out. Uh, Rom had bogeys on 10 and 12 before uh, two birdies within his last six holes to clinch the tournament. Guys, when he bogeyed 10 and 12, uh, bogey 10 and then bogeyed 12, what was our levels of concern for Mr. Rom? Did we think he was going to win? Connor, what were you kind of what was what were your odds after uh, those two bogeys for John? Uh, they were certainly a lot worse than they were in the front line, um, but yeah, <laughs> I don't think there's many players in the world that can bounce back like he did. Um, as you said, he almost lost it in that stretch. Uh, bogey on 10, a really disappointing par on 11, and the bogey on 12, and you were fearing for him because Max was on a roll. You, you would have thought that Max could have just sort of taken the taken the tournament by the, by the scruff of the neck and ran away with it but uh max himself bogeyed 13 and that sort of allowed uh allowed john back into it but i mean the the pot on 14 was just so john ram that's becoming like a like a like a statement for him now like a like a like a basketball player with a favorite shot you know that sort of really long left to right putt he's it feels like there's no one in in golf better at those putts uh and then the the T shot in 16 was just something else. Yeah, shout out Colt Nost on, on the USA broadcast last week at the Waste Management. He uh, has said he's played a lot with John in uh, Arizona and said how much he loves the left to right putts before he made the really long one on uh, 16 last week and got to see another really long left to righter this week. Uh, yeah, Max even said, you mentioned hole 13 when, when Max bogeyed, uh, kind of let John off the hook there. He was in a pretty decent position and and wasn't able to capitalize with a par to maintain his one shot lead uh heading into the into the par three so uh we'll get to max later but james what do you think about mr rom right now i think he's clearly the the best player in the world but is he on another tier ahead of the likes of rory mcelroy and scotty scheffler is this just a sustained heater i mean you know or are we seeing him kind of create some serious separation between him and the rest of the pack 
Hmm. I really don't want to be negative on Rory whatsoever just because such a and hopefully he can t- I really wanted this to be his year and possibly a couple of weeks ago it was everybody was projecting it to be his year and you know the Rory year probably comes when it comes to the majors so him winning individual PGA events is maybe not his main focus because he's done that time and time again um, but currently John Rahm is easily the best player in the world I think this back nine was on the last day was possibly like a perfect microcosm of how this PGA year has started or this this season has started um, with Max and, and, and John fighting out at the top there uh, Rory brought his BCD game and was still you know I mean he he just couldn't was it was it the Saturday when he just couldn't putt when he just left so many shorts um, just you know every, everyone who's played golf knows what it's like you just get it in your head and one of those things happen um, just with form obviously John is streaks ahead of everybody right now uh, I don't think in terms of is he a tier above Rory no because this is a short term thing of how brilliant he's been is, it, is he won 5 of 9 now is it 5 of 9 I've got his results here if you want me yeah, to fire no, through them in, uh, yeah. so from the BMW championship last year uh, T2 win T4 win T8 win win T7 third win so I mean, so not out of the top ten. What not was? out of the top ten. He's on an Jeez. absolute heater. Um, in my opinion, I don't think he's on a. I, I don't think if he's a tier above Roy, then he's in that tier by himself. I don't think mm. he's there yet. Um, this sounds silly because it's it's sort of like a prove me wrong comment. But one major, I need more than that for your sort of top tier by yourself. Yeah. Um, but certainly he's. Number one of the top tier that probably includes Rory and Scotty Scheffler. Um, you could maybe make an argument for Cam Smith. Um, obviously, it's hard to judge, seeing as he's playing a bunch of farmers we'll find and out live. next week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I think Max is sort of sneaking around that, sniffing around that top tier. I was, gonna, so I was saying this. I was thinking this this morning. Where does Max place? Because I think he he's top four. I think he might be fourth at the moment. Uh, it, it depends how short term you go, because there's yeah. no major no, wins. No, but I'm talking about now. Right, right now, right now in the world, I think it might be John, Rory, and then Scotty, Scotty and then Max. And then Max. That was my. So the world ranking, the official. I don't know, yeah, but the ranking is like seventh. Right? I know he's he's eighth, but I will say about two I weeks will ago. say for Max. I mean, I'm a huge fan. I think he is a top. 10 player in the world pretty easily, which is something that would have been crazy to say just a year ago. Mm. But when you look at his wins, they've happened at two tournaments and in one state. He's won the Wells Fargo twice, Mm. and the rest of his wins have been in California, which doesn't dismiss anything that he's accomplished, but... I think what you've, you he hasn't quite shown that he's the type of player that is going to win on any course in the in the country or in the world, and he really hasn't shown anything in the majors just yet. The PGA Championship last year was competitive, but not really ever a threat to win. And I think we need to see Max do this at a major tournament before we kind of put him in that 
upper upper tier the mm-hmm. elite elite golfers in the world like i mean he's in the official world rankings he's higher than justin thomas colin morikawa mm-hmm. which i think is fair but if those three were tied with a lead going into a final round in a major i mean we've seen max do it over and over again over the past few weeks but i would still probably put yeah. those two you know if ahead of him as far as who i think you know just because they have the experience winning the major tournaments and Look, we could very well get to Augusta later this year, or I mean, he's the Max Homa's the course record holder at Los Angeles Country Club, where they're having the U.S. Open, mm-hmm. and he could win a major, and that narrative is completely over. But for right now, I do think he's. I would put him in the second or third tier still in the in the world rankings. Uh, at the same time, I think thinking too much about the world rankings based on everything that Rama said as well in the lead up to this week about how much he doesn't really. That, that being number one doesn't really matter to him, or he, he's a bit—he's not super trusting of the world rankings. Like, based on those, it doesn't really tell the full picture, does it? I mean, it took his this win only for him to finally secure that top spot. So yeah, for sure. But Rom, man, I love the guy. Um, he so couldn't nice when dude. I either won the one PGA tournament in my life I've covered. He could not have been nicer to me, and I like—I've always been—he's always kind of been like one of my favorite golfers. But dude getting up there and saying you don't care about the world rankings when you've been complaining about the world mm-hmm. rankings for three weeks, four weeks, a month, however long it's been. It's like, come on, like, just be a little honest. The question was, do you like, you're going to be number one in the world. What does that mean? Do you like the answer is a lot, dude. Cause you've been thinking about them and complaining about them for a while. <laughs> uh, anyways, back to Riviera. I think max, we, we touched on this a little bit, but I think for me, he's a rider cup lock at the moment. And of course that was, that was, semi-obvious coming into the week but I think he just what he did in the West Coast swing his ability to go toe-to-toe with Rom like he could fall out of form not really perform well at the Masters and for me there's probably six guys on the USA team who are going to be there no matter what he's part of that mm-hmm. that group of six now he's part of you know Scheffler, Spieth, JT, Morikawa and Zalatoris slash Finau like they're though those guys are on the team. They're on, they're on the plane to Rome, and just an incredible rise from from Mr. Homa. And pretty crazy to think, you know, when when we get to Rome, he might be the second or third best American golfer, right? I mean, there's there's a, definitely a scenario where he's better than Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Tony Finau, Will Zalatoris. Yeah, it's like with the with the Presidents Cup last September, he was sort of one of the the last guys on the team. And just since then, his stock has just skyrocketed. Mm. Um, I'm, I, now you say that, is, is at like you're saying Max Homa's Ryder Cup block. It's like, oh yeah, he is. And I, I've just sort of presumed that for so long and it hasn't actually registered with me that how good he's gotten in such a short period of time. This was a guy who was like in like the mid-50s not so long ago in the world rankings. Um, and he's just gotten such a heater. Um not to bring up the eye test again, but man, he looks so good at the Presidents Cup. Just everything about him just looks so good, and it looks like he's made for this Ryder Cup team. And the the reason that I think it's worth saying out loud he's a lock is there is a hundred percent a scenario last year where in a completely non-existent world where the live live is not a tour, and Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka still playing on the PGA Tour where Max doesn't get into that President's Cup team. Mm. Zalatoris is healthy, you know. Like, he was kind of on that 
9 to 12 number on the team. But he got in for, you know, a variety of reasons. And one of them is he's an elite golfer. And now there's no way that Team USA is uh, leaving him out. And speaking of Team USA, I've got this note down to scare you two. After John Rahm, there were 10 Americans before the next European on the leaderboard. Guys like Keith Mitchell, Sahith Tagala, Matt Kuchar, Gary Woodland, all before Shane Lowry. Mm-hmm. Look, I know the Ryder Cup's different golf, but you look at this, these two kind of designated events and where the Europeans have fallen on the leaderboard. Are, are we concerned at all this early on in the, in the season before we get to Rome? No, it's fine because Seamus Power is, what, third in the, in the FedEx Cup? So it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Solid T14 t- with Shane Lowry. Uh, uh, 68 for for Shane uh, on Sunday. 69 for Seamus. Uh, yeah, no, I'm no, I'm not panicking. Are you panicking? <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. No, <laughs> but that's the thing. We're like what? Ten, ten, ten American golfers to one good Amer- to you bit European golfers. Oh no, Matt Kuchar. Oh, shiver me timbers. <laughs> Matt, I mean, oh, Harris English. No, I mean, uh, yeah, no, I, I get what you mean, but this is always going to happen. Um, just America has more depth. We're, we're going to say that almost every week. Um, and a bunch of the Europeans are playing on the DP World Tour at this moment in time. Uh, I mean, am I concerned about the depth in the European team? Absolutely. Uh, so It's interesting. I think the, depth is, the, the difference in depth is going to be a lot more like right in front of our faces this season because of the designated events where we're getting a lot the, all the best players in the world playing more often together. Um, I just wanted to... I'll, I'll answer, you I'll answer your question bit. properly. I'm more scared of how good Max Homer's becoming more so than... Guys ten, like Kucher and yeah, Woodley, yeah. Like, like Homer's is becoming so quickly... He's turning from your 11th or 10th guy on the team to like a top five lock, if not higher. Like he could, he could be, oh, this, this could be hot. Uh, Right. I'll just say it. He could be more important to that team than the likes of Justin Thomas and Morikawa. And I think he's more important than Spieth. Yeah. I think JT and JT's kind of, for some strange reason, just the heart and soul of that team. And I don't, really know why i guess it's because he likes to talk a little crap and his his partnership with jordan is so spectacular um and he's one of the most popular guys he's kind of like when he buys into the team aspect everyone else has followed him uh obviously max has spoken aloud about how much he loves the team competitions and that's not a problem for him uh but you're right i think max just you know the the higher he climbs up the more you're bumping down guys like spieth zalatoris finau who are elite players and now are lower in the pecking order i do want to shout out i think you know kuchar woodland harris english like yeah they had good weeks i don't really consider them huge threats to make the usa Ryder cup team keith mitchell Mm. is on a run right now he is driving the crap out of the ball i mean his ball speed is always like 180 miles per hour and above you know another top five he is a guy that can I think could get into that like twelfth spot, and I'm really intrigued to follow the rest uh, of his season because there's going to be a good competition for those final two spots. 
um, on the USA squad. Gordon. I think we should definitely come back to this conversation after the match play as well, obviously. But like, I'd love to see more of Homer and stuff in that kind of situation. So yeah, uh, we got to watch Tiger Woods this weekend, guys. And uh, before we get into any no, of no, his because he's cancelled now. So <laughs> before we get into any of his play, I think we have to. Mention the handing of the tampon to just uh, to Justin Thomas on Thursday, just absolutely exasperating. I don't know how he, your Tiger freaking Woods. Every camera on the golf course is basically on you at all times. I really don't know how he thought he could get away with it, or even how he thought that that was appropriate. But when you get to a certain level of celebrity, I guess you just feel like the rules don't apply to you and. Uh, one of my favorite phrases, tough scene, uh, hard, n- impossible to defend what he did uh, with Justin Thomas on Thursday, uh, whether he thought it was funny or not. But I will say it was a delight watching him play. It's just golf is more fun when he is not even in the mix, just at the tournament. And I thought it was encouraging. I don't think he's going to win another major, but I'm not going to go outward and say he'll, he'll never do it again because he proved us all wrong in 2019. But, you know, Connor, what you see from him? It seems like he's going to get tired during these four-round events, but when he's got his A game and got the energy, he's going, he's a, still is a top 20, top 30 player in the world. Oh, 100%. I was gobsmacked by the ball speed. I drive in JT and Rory on Thursday with – one and a half legs, pretty much. He's on uh, his right leg is just completely banjaxed. Um, it's just so impressive. Uh, you can sort of see he gets tired at the weekends. Saturday, Sunday he looked tired, especially that long walk up past the uh, the 18th green to the scores hut. Um, he literally hasn't played four rounds since the Masters though last year, and he played five rounds because yeah. he played the the um, the pro as well. Yeah. So, I mean, fair play to the guy. Without a cart, which yeah. is questionable. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is, these are the sort of things. Uh, if you're going to make concessions to anyone, you're going to make concessions to Tiger. Just get, yeah. give, him, give him a cart. Maybe not in the four-day tournament, but, like, during the pro-am and stuff. He just won't take it, man. He's a purist. I don't, like, it, it's, it's another time I'm using the word exasperating. But, dude, like, we just want to <laughs> see you play. Like, it's like take the cart for the pro-am, but he's... He's of the mind that if he's going to play golf and be on the stage, he's, he's going to walk because he thinks that's, that's part of the sport, which I hashtag respect, but don't hashtag love. So uh, do, we think, do we think he plays again before the Masters? I don't. I think he waits till Augusta. But. Well, I think he said after his round that his only aim for the year was to play all the majors. The only time we'll see him is if he feels the need to prepare for those majors. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be limited. And I think that's probably, uh, I almost think seeing too much of him is not going to do him any good. It's not going to do, it, it sort of raises his stock even more because he becomes like a, um, a rarity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, I mean, it sounds in a bad way. It's almost good for his, his brand, if you like. Yeah. It's, it's kind of where he's at right now, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's not the worst place to be when you just show up and play the four most important tournaments of the year and everyone loves you when you show up. And uh, really, if you just make the cut, it's considered a success. But I think you can tell from just watching him, he still has that competitive drive to compete and to win. I said I don't think I'll, that we'll see him, and I don't think we will, but I wouldn't be surprised if he showed up at the at the Arnold Palmer, I think, in a couple weeks mm. just 
to, just to test it on such a short turnaround. And it's a tournament he's had a lot of success at. It's Florida. It's not too hilly. Um, but if I were a betting man, which I'm definitely not, uh, <laughs> uh, that we won't see him till the Masters. So I, I would rather see him at the Players than the Arnold Palmer. Oh, but, for sure. Uh, I would rather too. But I, I think I think the Players to the Masters is too quick of a turnaround. Yeah. Like he doesn't want to risk it. Like if he gets the Arnold Palmer, there's at least some time to get healthy if something were to happen mm-hmm. to his body. The uh, one thing we do know is that he's not going to go out for the sake of going out. No. If he's going out, he's doing it in as a means to an end. Right. So he's like you said, he literally can't play if he's playing for the sake of playing. So. Yeah. And he said he said before this tournament he believes he can win and I'm sure he believes that, but like you said, the means to the end isn't to win Riviera. The means to the end is to prepare himself to win a major because mm-hmm. that's all that matters to him at this point. Uh, this, another designated event, uh, and I thought, I think there had been a really rousing success. I know last week, Connor, you and I talked about how much we love Phoenix, and there were a couple reviews that said otherwise, that maybe it wasn't as successful as we thought it would be, but... I I I think just the more you get these people, these elite golfers into a field, it's it's like you're throwing darts. Eventually, you're going to hit the bullseye and get a weekend like we got this weekend with two of the best players going toe to toe for the final 18 holes. And it seems like I know the PGA Tour still has other problems they need to fix, but it seems like if this is a good structure, it's a good foundation. These the the plan with these designated events. I think it's the the beginning to this season to this year has been a rising success i think it's been great um we look at who was involved last week last week we we touched on it the sunday wasn't the most exciting and that happens you get really big football matches that finish nil nil or mm. those that sort of thing not that it was a nil nil of a sunday last sunday but it just wasn't maybe as exciting as it should have been but we had scotty scheffler up there ram jt uh Taylor and Jason Day, and then this week we had Ram, uh, Max Homa, Cantlay sniffing about, Zalatora sniffing about, and then Morikawa, C. Tagala, and uh, Mitchell just behind. Um, there's obviously it's helped by the caliber of golf course. Like I love Rivera, but that was that was a really fun week of golf, and I think it was even better than last week. And I I thought I would enjoy it more than last week, but the back nine on Sunday there was was super super enjoyable and i like i like the way that the the momentum is sort of with the tour now you can see that the coverage has got better one thing about the coverage do you know that predictable <laughs> thing not for me i don't look at it like john ram's tee shot in 16 it's like a spoiler isn't it like the ball's in the air and you know where it's good because it's that it, like the technology is amazing that it, it, it's mm-hmm. so accurate it's sort of like a spoiler in the middle of the air, so I just try and not look at it. I appreciate what they're trying to do with the with the technology, but maybe use that energy into something else. Maybe like uh, like part of the coverage was on a few holes they showed the scoring average from different areas of. So for example, I can't remember. I think it was the seventeenth, and it showed that if you missed the if you hit it in the the fairway bunker on the right hand side, that was you're the least chance of a birdie and stuff like that. I love that. Hmm. And I think adding that and the, the sort of new presentation to these elevated events with the good fields uh, is is superb. Can I just say on designated events as well, obviously it was it by the the supporters of the other tour, 
was sort of uh, painted as this, oh, well, you know, the PGA Tour have finally sprung this money out of nowhere and they're trying to, you know, they're trying to build what we've shown them because they've shown this is the way forward. Tell, tell me from, so Max Homer on that last hole still went for it, even though there was potentially $400,000 on the line. And listen to his press conference after and tell me that he was whatever thinking about the money. I don't care. I You can go around, but man, that guy's a competitor. And, you know, they're even saying while he's under the trees and he had to hit sort of that low fade around the corner saying, oh, well, he could just put it in the middle. There's no way he's ever doing that. These tournaments, and they, they say like, oh, history this, history that. They, they mean something. It does, to, to the people on this tour, it does mean something that Riviera is a historic place. So... Yeah, no, you're completely there. The Genesis has so much going for it. Los Angeles, the course, the history of winners, and honestly, Tiger Woods being a host is a Mm. huge uh, feather in their cap right now. Uh, Max talked about getting the trophy from Tiger when he won it um, in 2021, and Rom talked about what it meant to get the trophy handed to him from Tiger uh, this year. It's There's just... A lot of reasons why this is the best tournament on the PGA Tour schedule outside of the majors and mm. for me it's particularly not really close and part of that is just the courses format and structure and design uh, but two holes at Riviera were definitely part of some controversy and debate on the Twitter this weekend number four and ten specifically number ten we'll start there the short 320-ish yard par four that People used to lay up. Justin Thomas, for some reason, still thinks it's okay to lay up, although I think he went for it on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, what do you guys think of those holes? Uh, or What do you think of hole 10? You like it, love it, hate it? Um, and is it something, do you think that it needs huge changes if you're not in the love it category? For the most part, I believe that if players are complaining about holes, then that's a great thing. Yeah. And yeah. there's like this sort of spoil attitude for players. And we sort of touched on it last week with the rulings thing. And it sort of goes into that, that they get everything they want. Well, th- like this idea that every good golf shot should be rewarded is just not golf. I think that's why we like links golf so much that you can hit a great shot and it gets a bad bounce. And that's just, that's just the sport. Yeah. So it's like. And also, do you want to see guys just hit a three-wood and then a wedge to six feet and hold the putt? Like, no. no. You want a bit of bite in the course. Is it? Is the 10th hole the best hole in the world? No. Um, do I enjoy watching it? Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, obviously, Ram didn't have the best relationship with that hole. I think that both Saturday and Sunday, he, I don't want to go as far to say snap hook, but he essentially, you know, he stuck himself behind that sort of line of trees there. He gets himself out of it. Did he par? I think he... Well, no, the Sunday he completely screwed it up, didn't he? Because he went bunker to bunker. But, I mean, yeah, like you're saying, when when I hear, I think I was listening to another podcast and, um, you know, they're talking about McElroy coming off that hole going, God, I absolutely hate it. It's like, yeah, good. Yeah, good. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you I don't want you to be... I'm not... You shouldn't be enjoying hard holes of golf. That's surely the whole point. Yeah. But, I, but obviously I don't have the technical nerves to say how a golf hole should be you know manicured and everything but like on the Saturday when the pin was right at the front it was pretty accessible so yeah but like you say I don't want to, they can all hit a three wood to a close they can all hit a, a wedge man yeah I want you to I want you to hate yourself a bit <laughs> I just I just appreciate how different it is from most of what we see on the tour and uh 
yeah, sure, the drives are boring. Like, they're all going to, for the most part, 90% of the drives are going to end up in the same spot in the rough on the left, and the people are, depending on the pin, you can either try and get it close or just have to, uh, you know, chip away from it. But look, man, a chip-off is can be fun because if you if you really screw up a, a chip, then the next, especially out there, like what we saw Rom people don't appreciate how hard that second bunker shot was, right? Mm. Where, or was it his second bunker? Anyways, when he was in the yeah, back went, right bunker. He tried bunker. to go over the first bunker, and then he just completely chipped the ball, and then he went. Yeah, yeah and he, cli- he, didn't, he clipped it a little bit, and it that that shot was, we've seen, we saw people all day on round one go from the bunker on the right side of the green to the bunker on the left side of the green, and him getting bogey there was huge because I think Max Homa plays the course differently if he's up by two instead of just one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Max birdied that hole every single day, and Rom finished even par over the four rounds at hole 10, and that kept Max in it. So it's – I love it. I really – I yeah, they could change the, the grass in front of it and make balls easier to run up, but – Whatever, man. It's. I just it's, don't think I'm a good enough golfer to say. Yeah, they should probably change the grass. Like, yeah. it's just, <laughs> exactly. Doesn't matter what grass is. I'm still going to chunk it. Yeah. No, but that's why people love the U.S. Open when the players right. come the next or uh, like yeah. the Thursday afternoon. It's like, oh, this, the 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 course is so unfair. It's like, good. Yeah, exactly. Good. Hole four. <laughs> Welcome to our world. Yeah. Hole four. I struggle. don't think we need to touch two on. It's just a really long par three that's impossible to hold the green. And I think everything that we just said for hole ten applies to hole four right like listening to players complain is a good thing in golf because these guys are elite world-class ball strikers and can do crazy things when with their golf clubs and the balls and if they have a little bit of frustration for me that's fun at at the uh, same time i do fully support the right of any person to complain about work for the sake of complaining (laughs) about work sure (laughs) for sure uh you're allowed to complain and i'm allowed to say tough shit Uh, (laughs) let's go to the beautiful golf centric country of thailand for the dp world tour thailand classic where thorbjorn uh olsen olsen won the tournament hasn't finished outside the top 20 on the dp world tour this season uh connor i'll come to you Ryder cup shout for mr thorbjorn olsen or is that the type of player where you're hoping Mm, I'd rather that spot go to maybe some younger or more experienced guys. Well, Olsen's been on the team and, and won the Ryder Cup in 2018, so he has that going for him. He's been in, in the wilderness a bit. Uh, for those that don't know, he was arrested in 2019 uh, and found, or in my, he might not have been arrested in 2019, but he was uh, given not guilty of sexual assault uh, on an airplane coming back from the Wells Fargo, I believe. Apparently, uh, he was drinking and then had some dodgy sleeping pills, as he said, and was a bit inappropriate on that flight. And since then, it's just sort of been a, a roller coaster of a few years for Thorbjorn. But it's it's good to see him back with a bit of form. Um, as you said, hasn't finished outside the top 20 so far this year. Um, I mean, I want to see form in events where actual where it's not truly a, a disgusting leaderboard. Yeah, not okay. I was gonna, I was gonna go a bit more. <laughs> not the good kind of disgusting. Yeah, uh, like, I, but but in the in the sort of two the two bigger European tour events, the in, in Abu Dhabi, he was in the top twenty, yeah. tied twentieth and tied sixteenth. So there's a bit of form there. Long way to go before the Ryder Cup. He's certainly in contention. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about 
Peters now. Uh, yeah, or- uh, go ahead. I think uh, it was earlier this weekend, a reporter, I believe, with the Daily Telegraph. Um, it was Bob Hagen, Sports Illustrated, is oh, okay. what I have. As the guy that broke the news? Okay. Uh, yeah, so, so essentially, uh, Thomas Peters is set to be announced today. Today is Monday, uh, as we're recording. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, the report said that he is set to 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 join Live Golf, which is I don't know if it's a no. It, I think it is a significant blow to the European team. I think he was going to be on it. He's a guy that's been on the team before. A lot of talent, a lot of potential, um, and yeah, it's just sort of disappointing from a European standpoint. Thirty fourth in the world. Um, I think part of the frustration was that he wanted to play in the Genesis and not as as not not being a PGA Tour member, uh, the Genesis um, uh, did not let him in. Some, some tournaments have a top 50 quota in which you can play if you're in the top 50. Genesis does not. I'm not saying that his decision, it's not like he tried to play the Genesis. They said no. It's like, okay, I'm going to live. But it does seem like quite a quite a short-term decision for for thomas especially in a Ryder cup year which is a bit disappointing yeah uh, i think it just makes the depth of team europe a little bit smaller and uh i think he's someone with experience and he's you know been playing pretty well so it's it's a blow to team europe i will say for his riviera tweet where he was bummed that he wasn't there it's like dude at some point guys your decisions have to matter and i'm like you're your decision to not be a PGA Tour member is fine. Like that's your you have all the rights in the world to make that decision if you want to stay closer to home or play on the DP World Tour, but then at the end of the day you don't get the same rights that every PGA Tour member gets and if you don't get picked like that's part of what comes with the decision of staying on the DP World Tour and I think it was just a way for him to get a shot at the PGA Tour before leaving. He had to, when he fired that tweet off, he had to know I'm going to live golf, right? It wasn't like I fired that tweet off and then I'm calling my agent saying get me to live. It's like he he probably knew. And uh, I mean, it's it's a blow for Europe, but an equal blow for the American team with Brendan Steele going to live. That's tough, man. <laughs> Phil Mickelson's great friend Brendan Steele. I don't Danny know. Lee also a way to do a bit of sports washing. For the, for the Saudis. Don't know. Don't know what we're gonna do. Speaking of the Saudis, uh, Lydia Ko won the Saudi Ladies International. A pretty, pretty good field there. But the LPGA Tour gets fired up this coming week with the Honda LPGA uh, Thailand, and that is going to be a really spectacular field. Uh, taking a look at it, you've got the likes of. Nelly Korda, uh, Lexi Thompson, Danielle Kang. Sorry, I'm only rattling off Americans. Uh, Connor's mm-hmm. favorite, Leona McGuire, will be there. Please. So uh, excited to start uh, getting some LPGA golf in our lives. And a, a big weekend for Honda because the PGA Tour is headed to start its Florida swing with their Honda Classic as well. Yeah, which, again, is a disgustingly terrible leaderboard. I think there's two people inside the top 20. Yeah, it's... it's is it Horschel and in? I think I yeah, yeah. Sungjae's playing. Sungjae, I, yeah. I don't know about and Billy Horschel from what I saw yesterday or this morning. And look, we're gonna get that now with these designated events. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. Because I don't mm-hmm. like, yo, a golf tournament is four days out of the week. That's more than half of the days. Like it's it's okay to have like a week off from the sport, right? Yeah. The next weekend I think is the Arnold Palmer, if I'm not mistaken, and yeah. like we'll all dive back in for that because yeah. it's a. Well, designated I have watched event. what probably 15 hours of golf in the last three days. 
roughly, maybe more. So that's fine. Might not <laughs> so be, yeah, might not be the best marketing to say a golf podcast is excited about a break from golf, but <laughs> we are. <laughs> no, we're, we're looking long-term here. This is a Ryder Cup themed podcast. Exactly. So. exactly. Hmm. Perhaps the most exciting part about this upcoming week in golf is the return of Liv. They're going to Mexico for the Liv Mayakoba. Connor has the really spectacular piece of marketing that Liv put out, the golf team picker, where you can fill out a survey and find which team you are. Before we sign off, the three of us are going to put our heads together, go through this survey. If we need to have a tiebreaker, uh, we'll figure out a way to do that, maybe rock, paper, scissors or something, which is, I know, really brilliant for a podcast and audio-only uh, production. But or we could just fight. We could, we could fight. Just, uh, just fight. I don't like my chances in that, so I'm going <laughs> to let's, – let's get it started, uh, Connor. What's the first question on the Live yeah. Golf Team Picker? And first off, how can people find this? Uh, just a Google search, Live Golf Team Picker? Yeah, um, I will preface this by I don't know what – there seems something sinister about this. I don't know if they're. I'm not a. What's the URL? Is it live.lackofvalues.com? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, but it is. Yeah. It's www. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if they're using. Like, you know the way if you have like TikTok on your phone, it's like they can access all right. your contacts and stuff. I don't. They're probably reading my emails as we speak. For sure. Um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, let's get right into this. There's nine questions, I believe. Um, because obviously it's difficult to pick your team mm-hmm. if you're for like you're picking your NFL team or your local football team. Well, I'm an aces guy. I'm a four aces guy. But <laughs> well, no, no, no. We'll find but, out but if you're I'm, an aces I'm guy. I'm willing right? to change depending on what this survey tells. Can me. I ask you why you're an aces guy? Just I love the name. Cool. That's all I need. <laughs> right. The first question. To be fair, all the other names are absolutely honking. So I'm yeah. <laughs> I like the rage goats. I hope we got the rage goats too. <laughs> uh, right. The first question is what motivates you? Winning, improvement, teamwork, or fun? And may I add, there's really generic photos for every option, which I just love. Amazing. There is there is man with fist pump and screaming loudly. <laughs> there is woman with book. <laughs> which is improvement, and she's big, happy smile. Yeah, Re- read yeah. me the options one more time. I really got to think about this. So winning, uh-huh. man like this, with... with re- fist, fist raised. Yeah. Woman with big, broad hats, reading book <laughs> for improvement. Uh, hands in the middle, all sort of in a nice little pyramid for teamwork and fun. There's a DJ in it. Cool shirt. <laughs> all right. Uh, I say winning. That's improving. winning, isn't winning. it? Winning, yeah, yeah, sure. Right, let's, let's do go. winning. Let's go winning. Nice. And next up, we've got which animal do you most identify with? Going with the uh, whole gender identity stuff going on. Lovely. Uh, bear. <laughs> it's a picture of a bear. <laughs> okay, we don't need to explain. Actually, we don't need this. <laughs> Dolphin. Eagle, wolf, <laughs> ram, or stallion. That's a hell of a stallion there. I, I, really long hair. I think I'm a wolf. No, you're not a wolf. You're an, you're an eagle. Oh, man, that's true. Ugh. I don't know what I yeah, am. You're definitely an eagle. Yeah, that's tough. Um, I, love I don't resonate with any of these animals, really. Shout out NC State. What do, I, you reckon, do we, what do you reckon Connor is? I don't think he's really a bear or a stallion. I'd say you're a wolf. I would say I'm a dolphin. Okay, fine. You'd be that. Just because I, I'm from an island and none of these animals are really okay. in Ireland that much. Like, we have horses, but not stallions. Look at that. It's a hell of a horse. It is a hell of a beast, which is exactly why I'm going for stallion. Uh, next. I thought we were doing... Oh, wait. Are we doing No, we're, we're d- we were going to do it together, but I'm interested. We're doing it oh, separate. Oh, right. We're oh, doing okay. it separate. Okay. I'm, I'm, I, you know what? And screw you guys. I, I'm, I I'm a wolf, dolphin. okay? I'm, I, I'm, I'm not... 
Connor, which shot gets you out of your seat? The booming drive, the pin seeker, the spectacular save, or the unmakeable putt? Well, I would argue that every putt's makeable. It just depends on your mindset. Um, I do like a, a long putt going in, so I'm going to make the, I'm gonna, the the unmakeable putt is my is is my answer. What, what about okay. you? I'm the pin seeker. Nothing gets me more fired up than hitting an iron close. That's sort of like Ram's tee shot in 16. You know, it was like, oh, please be good. Yeah, and it's like, exactly. yes. <laughs> I'm going to go spectacular save purely because I spend more time saving than I do hitting anything out of the fair. Or trying so. to save. Scrambling yeah. rather than saving. Scrambling, exactly. Uh, how, how do you celebrate a winning pot? Composed wave, team high fives, <laughs> fist pump, or go wild. Now, arguably, this photo is not a fist pump. Is it? It's not. It's, it's double. Yeah, it's <laughs> lady in big red of what looks like kimono. The only thing that could up. make the survey better is if these pictures were of actual live golfers. The, yeah. You know, if they'd made... Like corny ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like doing it. I'm actually surprised that it isn't. That. I'm a composed wave kind of guy. So. Yeah, yeah, you definitely are. See, I like, I like a composed wave. wave, but in like a sarcastic way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you just do like a little head nod. That's what you do. Tip the hat? Yeah, tip the hat. Um, yeah. I like a fist bump, I have to say. Yeah. That's yeah. that's for me. Well, what about, what yeah, about you, Yeah, fist bump as well. I'm going fist bump. Oh, this is actually a slightly more interesting one. Pick your ideal course. <laughs> oh, God. I don't... Oh, God. Ugh, definitely not Mayakoba. So, Mayakoba, Sentosa, Cedar Ridge, and The Grange. I presume that these are four courses on the live uh, ro- uh, schedule this year. Um, I couldn't tell you anything about these golf courses, man. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean either, but the Grange looks beautiful in this picture, so that's what I'm going for. I'm going to pick the Grange as well. Mm. What about you, James? Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Ooh, what color speaks to you? Oh, my God. <sighs> Blue, red, green, or black? May I just say, I don't know if this is my laptop, that green is definitely yellow. No? It's lime green, but it's... I don't know. I think it's more you, of a yellow. You know you're Irish, so... Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to pick green, even though I question... I'm going red. Because the color of green. I'm going black. What is your... Oh, my God. What's your golf shirt style? Classic, striped, patterned, or loud? I'm a big... I'm a classic guy. Yeah, I'm having a pattern in there. I like a little pattern. Mm. Say. The loud one is questionable, but that's what live golf is. It's golf, oh, it's golf but louder, golf, isn't it? Golf, but louder. What music gets you in the zone? Well, Hip hop, rock, country, dance, pop, classical. Well, boys, this is a really easy pick for me. I'm going to go country <laughs> music here. Y'all, y'all, y'all know that. Uh, we're going country. And I'll tell you for a fact: if you look at Connor's Spotify Wrapped, hip hop is immediately <laughs> going at the top. But I, I don't know whether to answer these like sarcastically. But I guess no, no, that this would is... be disrespectful to Hang the on, for sure. Connor, are you saying you're not taking this seriously? <laughs> Because I want to know what live team I'm going to support for the next oh, yeah, I've picked eight hip-hop. weeks or whatever, however long they play. All right, hurry up, because the next question is actually oh, that a is good. great question. What are you ordering on the 19th? Grilled cheese sandwich, which doesn't look that good. Chicken club sandwich, which does look good, although it looks like tuna. Barbecue pulled pork sandwich or an ice cream sandwich. Oh, barbecue pulled pork any day of the week, surely. I think I'm going to go Oh, club. no. Oh, no. I'm, I'm chicken club. All day on you the got golf your course. Own, you got your team? Yeah, they've just come through. Yeah. Oh, hold oh, on. No. Right, here we go. <laughs> the thing is, I'm not going to be happy about any of them. Oh. I'm the Ironheads. <laughs> Ugh. Kevin Na, 
Is that is that my team captain? Can you give us your little synopsis down, down, down there? Blood, sweat, and iron. I bring a powerful, unbending will to win to the Live Golf League. I welcome any test of your metal, sure to their to my core that I can challenge and I can meet and overcome any challenge. Kevin Knott heads my team with an iron in his soul and a steely determination to compete. And I'm done. I I'm not uh, cheering for the Ironheads. I protest this. This I'm a I'm a four aces guy. I've got a I've, on my screen. No, you're a fraud. That's what you are. <laughs> oh, on my screen, I've got a strapping young man who uh, is called Bryson DeChambeau. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> I've got the Crushers. Do you want to read it out? Class is in session. <laughs> Sorry, can I just say, and I think this is obvious, do you think they're appealing for the American market? <laughs> I think <laughs> they're is, appealing for any I'm market. Sorry, this, they're is so, this is just all so American. It's just not It's not just about the win. It's about the never-ending pursuit for excellence. Why, or money, why aren't just, we aren't just thinking outside the box. We're crushing it, then building another better one. Right, okay, yeah, that was cool. Class is in session, guys. Um, I have Martin Keimer staring at me here. I've got the cliques golf club. I don't know what a clique the, the, is. The irrelevance. Um, I've just looked at their roster and I am buzzing because I have Martin Keimer, Richard Bland, Bernd Wiesberger <gasps> and my guy, Graham McDowell. Do you know what I want? On the cliques. What I want in someone on my team who's won the British Masters and was kind of in the US Open for two days. That's what I want. I'm Fun fact about yeah. Richard Bland. I still don't know who my team Before we wrap up, uh, I was working in the golf club bar when Richard uh, Bland was doing well in that US Open. And my mate, Philip, it was on the Friday and I can't remember where he was. I don't know if he was tied first or he was certainly up there. And I bet him that Richard Bland would finish outside the top 25 on the Friday when he had his lead. And Philip bet me that he would finish in the top 10. And the bet doubled if he finished outside the top 50. He finished outside the top 50. Nice. So, Good I just realised that the, the the golfer I hate the most is on my team roster, which is Paul Casey. Oh, sick. Well, I'm, at least you know your team, because my the iron your Ironheads are announcement. It says announcement coming Monday. That's exciting, oh. though. Well, you're you're probably going to get Danny Lee, Brandon Steele, and Thomas, <laughs> Thomas Peters. Peters. Great. Stuff. I All found right. out, I found out what a clique is. A clique was a long iron from golf's earliest days, but there's no, but there's ways no. Uh, nah, <laughs> On that note, thank you so much for listening, everyone, to the Road to Realm podcast. I would like to give a shout out to the Waste Area Substack that I've started this year to be to cover the PGA Tour season in written form. It'll have weekly columns and some extra coverage of the big tournaments. I believe Connor and James might help me out with some written content along the way, um, if I can be so lucky. Uh, Connor is giving a very sturdy head shake of no, but we will convince him. So thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week to recap. What will we be recapping? An exciting Honda Open on the LPGA and PGA side. And I'm sure we'll talk a lot about live golf shenanigans along, along the way. So, Connor, thank you so much for joining me. Pleasure. James, appreciate you very much. Thank you, Jackson. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good one.